Hey, it's Kinga. Welcome back to Recovering from Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever. Ugh. Okay. Sorry for that sound. So I had like a weird spiritual awakening, some sort of like emotional breakthrough when I was peeing earlier, because that's just how that happens, right? You dwell on something long enough and the answer comes at a very strange time. So I've been so angry and I I have, I tend to err on the side of anger and uh, being like intolerant of some people. So really only the really only the people that have some sort of tug at my heart and are sort of in in my life, in my bubble. So I've been feeling really angry lately and just really critical and and judgmental even and just yeah, I think the best way I can describe it is like intolerant of certain, you know, behavior and really thinking about it and going in cycles and having, you know, fake conversations and just sort of obsessing, I guess. And um, while I was peeing, it all sort of hit me that I probably should be a little bit more compassionate and really quickly after that, that was just, that was definitely like a light bulb moment where I was like, I need to be more compassionate for what other people are going through and for, you know, other people's circumstances and the context of their lives. And then it slowly unraveled like a, you know, red carpet of, uh, overwhelming enlightenment it sort of unraveled that when I do feel, when it does hit me that I'm like, shit, you know, I should be a little bit more compassionate and loving and tolerant and kind. I am so overwhelmed with guilt that I like take my compassion back because I don't like feeling guilty. So I'd much rather be angry and have this like justified anger because if I show, if it occurs to me that I need to be more compassionate, it makes me drown in guilt for how hard I've been on these people. I don't want to feel guilty. I don't like it. Guilt means that, you know, guilt speaks to my ego that like, hey, you are not perfect, my dear sweet baby angel Kinga. You are not perfect. You have you have been going about this the wrong way. And what kind of a person am I if I am not perfect and I've been doing the wrong thing? Which is why justified, and I'm using air quotes so heavily right now over the word justified, but justified anger is so good because it gives me this feeling of like self-righteousness. And I am not in the wrong. You are in the wrong. And if my anger isn't justified, that means I've been doing 
a wrong thing, which means I am not perfect. If I have been doing a wrong thing, I must be not right. So with guilt comes its, you know, sister, not twins, but stronger, older sister, shame. And shame is like, I fucking told you, you're wrong. Your existence is wrong. The way you're doing things is wrong. Your thoughts are wrong. You're just an angry little troll. Woo! This literally all happened while like, I was peeing. It wasn't even my first morning pee. It was like my post-coffee pee. So it was just like, you know, it was like a 12-second pee. This is how quickly uh, emotions hit me and then my brain sort of scrambles to process them and make sense of them and compartmentalize them. So let's, let's, let's go through all of that again. I've been super hard on a couple of people in my life. I've really been dwelling on it, really obsessing over it, having fake conversations, really just climbing up my uh, mountain, you know, standing on my pedestal of self-righteousness. Something hits me. The universe is like, you need to right size yourself, my love. And right sizes me and is like, hey, maybe try to show compassion for these people. Maybe try to, you know, move towards a little bit of understanding of their life context. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Nope. I'm slapped in the face with guilt because of how hard I've been on these people. And with guilt is you know, she always comes right after guilt, right after guilt. It's, it's shame, which tells me you're still kind of a piece of shit and you're not actually as great as you think you are. And, you know, don't forget about your anger because, you know, an, an angry person is unlovable. An angry person is, you know, going to be alone in their little anger bubble forever. And then I immediately want to switch back to go back to your righteous anger because guilt and shame do not feel good. It was much, much better when you were standing up on your pedestal of self-righteousness. But it doesn't actually feel better. It doesn't. My ego gets to be protected. My ego gets to be like, no, we're, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. But really, I'm sitting around freaking having fake conversations on a self-righteous, justified anger pedestal. That's not that great for me. It's not that pleasant, to be honest. So what I'm going to work on today is practicing throwing myself back into compassion for others and understanding the context of their lives. Because I know that that's what I have to do with myself. I know that's what I do with my clients. It's tricky to figure out when it's people in my actual bubble, when it's people that I love and care about, when it's people that have a strong power to trigger me, trigger my shame, trigger my guilt, trigger my anger, all of those like unpleasant emotions that I want to push away. I need to counteract them. Instead of pushing them out, I need to look at them and be like, okay, you're here. What's the opposite of you? It's loving, kindness, tolerance, compassion, understanding. 
like a freaking seesaw, really, right? It's going to be a good day. Someone asked me the other day, what do your parents think about your podcast? And I was like, you know, major eye roll. And I'm like, oh, they don't listen to it. Like they, I know this for sure. But then I started thinking like, why is that even a question? What do your parents think about your podcast? And I was going through like just some of the episodes and some of the things I've said. And I'm like, oh, I can see how this would be possibly controversial or, you know, it could make them uncomfortable or make other people ask me, what do your parents think about your podcast? And that's sort of been uh, bouncing around in my brain is like, am I too, am I too hard on them? Especially my, my mom, like, am I being too hard on her? And here's where I like, just want to rationalize and like sort of justify. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that isn't true. And I think what might be difficult for people to swallow is it's really painful and difficult to look at our relationships with our parents and to speak them out loud. I mean, especially like on a podcast and I, I haven't even given you guys any details or anything. Like I, I'm pretty vague, but I understand that the things that I talk about are going to hold up a mirror to you and hold up a mirror to your relationships and your experiences. And that is the point of this podcast is to go a little bit deeper into your own self-awareness by me rambling on about things that I've had to become aware of. And I understand that parents can can really trigger a lot of stuff for people and that it's way easier to avoid that stuff. Like it is it's it's way easier to not think about some of the mistakes that were made or that continue to be made because that is painful as shit. And and people don't want to look and people don't want to look at it. Like and I get that and I get that. And shit, I don't want to look at it sometimes. I mean, and I said in my last podcast like I'm practicing this sort of like detachment which I hope isn't permanent because I do want a relationship with my parents. But I also have to understand that it might not be possible for me to do that in the way that I want it to. And, you know, and they're going to have to understand that the relationship that they ideally want with me might not be possible. And that's tough. Like, it's it's painful. And listen, I mean, I know that I'm super hard on people as a defense mechanism and as a way to build, you know, a protective boundary around myself so that I don't keep putting myself into situations and experiences that are really freaking hard on me and really stressful for me in situations that cause me to obsess for days, sometimes weeks about how hard that was and have fake conversations and really 
you know, really settle into my anger. One, but two, I fucking learned that behavior. I did. And that's another thing that I have to untangle and reprogram. And I know that that is for for my benefit, untangling that stuff and reprogramming that stuff cuz I don't want to I don't want to go through these bursts of like obsessive anger. I don't. It's not pleasant. I don't I don't want to sit here while I'm trying to get my like, you know, murder show on and relax and have to rewind the episode because I missed everything because I was off in some fucking fake conversation or obsessing over something that, you know, has already happened and being super critical and judge. Like, I don't want that. And I can imagine that that's what's happening on, on their end also is intolerance, judgment, right? And I also don't want to live in an illusion. I don't. I don't want to have fake-ass relationships where there's an expectation for me to act a certain way. I don't want to rise to that expectation. That's not my responsibility to meet that with anyone. I'm over here trying to figure this out on my own, in my brain, you know, being hit with these overwhelming enlightenments of like what I have to do differently. That's my responsibility is to accept the, like accept the information that's been, you know, implanted in my brain at a really strange time where my guard is down and I'm feeling relaxed in a moment. Practice tolerance, kindness, understanding of other people's contexts and understanding of my context and loving and kindness and tolerance of my context, which is that I'm in the middle of something trying to figure out some shit and I don't owe anybody anything right now except myself. And to approach situations that aren't going to make me spiral into rage. And if I think it's going to spiral me into rage, don't go into that situation. Don't go into that situation. Not yet. Not right now. Don't do it, Kinga. No. Does that make sense? Something I read about boundaries, which is has been difficult for me to understand, but I, I, I can see that I'm slowly getting there, is when I put myself into situations or conversations that I know make me uncomfortable and I, and I let it happen and I violate myself like that, the anger is actually at myself. So sure, other people can do X, Y, Z, and that's, you know, fucking annoying. But that's really all it is, is it's fucking annoying. And the anger and the dwelling and the obsessiveness that I experience after is me being mad at me for violating one of my boundaries and doing something 
consciously doing something that makes me fucking uncomfortable and the anger is actually at myself. And the more that I try to justify and, you know, be all fucking righteous that, you know, you're the one that's doing something wrong. That's just my ego's way of trying to protect myself from realizing that I'm actually mad at me. And I think that's why when I start to feel an ounce of compassion for another person, I'm so fucking overwhelmed with guilt and then drowning in shame because my defenses are down and it's actually myself that I'm upset with. And if I'm upset with myself, that means that I'm bad. I don't have this illusion of protection around me and it's it's humbling it's humbling to be like i it this is all my fault i put myself in that situation i kept myself in that situation and i know now that like next time i need to really practice stronger boundaries with these people and get myself out of those situations way faster that's how i protect myself not self-righteousness, justified anger, that's that's fake protection. That's that's not real. And I know that that's not real because I sit here obsessing about it for days and I'm angry and I'm all fucked up. That protection isn't real. How I can protect myself in the future is not doing that to myself, which is where the detachment comes in. And, and this is not only with my folks, it's like, it's other relationships that, you know, romantic, platonic, like a lot of the relationships I've had this happen for me a number of times with different people. It's just, and I know it's, it's not the person's fault. It's there's, you know, there's a button that they're pushing, but I fucking put the button there. I come ready-made with that button. So it has nothing to do with the person it's me. And the anger that I feel is actually subconscious anger for myself for having this trigger. And I know that I'm the only one that can sort through that, that can make that button disappear. Or if that button isn't going to disappear, I have to put several layers of protective coating around it so that I'm not hurt and I'm not sitting here super angry in the future. And for now, that means spending less time with these people, having shorter communication experiences with these people, and really, really focusing on on myself and and detaching from these people and and not in a judgmental way. Again, as I said, it's not them. It's me. I come pre-existing with this trigger button and people are put into my lives or they say certain sentences or they do certain things that pushes this fucking button and it's way easier to blame and point the finger and be you know and be like you should do things differently you need to live your life differently you need to stop doing xyz And I say it's way easier because the only thing easy about that is that then I don't have to look at myself. You know? 
And I think one of the things that makes me who I am and who I've been for the last 10 years is I'm on a constant recovery journey. Like I have made it my life's mission to dig deep into my psyche, my soul, my personality, my spirit, and shine a light on things that I don't necessarily want to shine a light on, but I fucking will do it. And I don't necessarily get to control the timing of these things, which is (laughs) not super fun or convenient because I do love control. I don't get to control the timing of these things when, you know, the next layer of healing and the next layer of recovery is, is pulled back by whatever divine intervention or, you know, my brain feeling that it's, it's time to look at this now. I don't get to control the timing of that, but what I can do is say, okay, okay, this is what's happening now. Sure. Let's do it. Let's look at it. Let's journal about it. Let's record a goddamn podcast about it. That's my part. So I literally started recording this podcast about five minutes after I had this revelation and I have processed so much just recording this and I know that my mission for the next little while is to look at my anger and my triggers and practice compassion and tolerance for myself and understand my own context and I know that the context is the next level of healing. And historically, it's gone pretty good for me. Nothing really terrible has come out of any sort of healing path that I've been pushed down on. So I'm okay with it. And um, and I'm glad I have this like little seed implanted in my mind now that I do have to be a little bit more tolerant of myself and understand that when I put myself into situations that are uncomfortable for me, I I can change that. I cannot put myself in situations that are going to be really triggering for me because I need to give myself time to figure out how to untangle these triggers and how how to cope with my own shit and not constantly re-trigger myself and like re-traumatize myself, but just like pause, just, just fucking pause girl and give myself time to sort through all this shit. And that's okay. Just pause. Just sure. All right. I like, I can do that. I can do that. That's okay. Bust out, bust out the journal and and, you know, write really erratic bullet points on like what I'm thinking and feeling and arrows and connect shit. And I'm like, that's okay. That's fine. I can do that. That's good for me. That's good for me. Sitting here obsessing over why people need to really fucking make some changes. That's not good for me. That's not good for me. And I need to, you know, 
they say like when you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. So I got to look at me and, and what changes I need to make. And that's okay. That's fine. I can do that. That's it. And that was another convoluted episode of Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever. Hope that was helpful. You guys take care. I'll talk to you soon.